We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for April 26th, 2015. <clears throat> and uh, today we have about a 13-page PDF to cover. So it's probably not going to be as long as some of the ones I've done in uh, recent weeks. But uh, the uh, first subject we're going to cover, and this is increasingly becoming more and more of an issue regarding the days and times we're moving into, is just some Bible verses on a believer's authority in Christ and warring in the Spirit. Uh, because it's very easy, again, to get fixated on all of the evil garbage going on around us and get our eyes off the Lord and, and, and off the um, <clears throat> clear mandates in Scripture regarding the power a believer has to walk in which is becoming increasingly important. And I really think these are things that we, and I try to do this whenever I'm out and about, whether it's running errands or <clears throat> whatever I'm doing, if I see something evil, it's good to try to, to if, if, if at all possible, to start praying about it right then. Um, <clears throat> this is a way that you can literally push back evil. You're driving around town, you see a fortune teller you know, or a psychic medium or whatever, you know, pray against that. That is literally a portal for wickedness for that area. Um, high crime areas, if, if you're ever, you know, through those types of areas, wherever you might see wickedness, those those stinking lingerie shops and stuff that, that you know, sometimes depending on the area you might see, or, um, you know, anything that, that just has an overtly wicked, uh, connotation. Now, a lot of times you'll see these places in, in, in close proximity because sin begets sin, wickedness attracts more wickedness, and it literally has a right to exist there. Um, abortion clinics being probably the chiefest example of that. So these are some verses, um, <clears throat> and um, some of them are more re reminders of, of the power that, that we, we can walk in as born-again Bible-believing Christians, but there's a lot of things that can also um, hinder our prayers or our walk with the Lord. And um, I've done a, a, a study a long time ago, and I believe it was the Biblical Keys to Answered Prayer. That might be a good one to just key in prayer or biblical in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. Those are good. And I'm not saying this stuff because I think that I'm Mr. Puritanical and I've attained and I don't struggle with any of this. I, I say it as much to myself as I would uh, anyone of my listeners. Um, <clears throat> so these are things to keep and bear in mind. And uh, I feel like it makes also, it, it keeps that close relationship with, with you and the Lord. When you're quoting scripture, when you're, when you're driving or going about your day and you're praying about things, you have a lot close it's it's one thing to just get up in the morning and, and read the bible and pray it's another thing to get up in the morning read the bible pray and then actually go on your day and, and you're 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 trying to maintain that close communication with the lord uh i think that i mean your, your days just go so much better typically even if you have theoretically a quote bad day it's not going to be near as bad and if you get away from god what's going to happen is uh <clears throat> And this also somewhat depends upon your disposition. Uh, you might really blow your Christian testimony, you know, and um, that's something that you don't want to do as well. And in today's day and age, where you know, like the Bible talks about Lot, and and I, I know it's it's strange that they would say Lot was righteous, but that Lot vexed his righteous soul from day to day basically with all the wicked things that he was observing in Sodom and Gomorrah and I'm paraphrasing that <clears throat> and I mean considering some of the stuff Lot we read about you, you wonder wow it says Lot was a righteous man but that's what the Bible says and I can really relate to that as far as vex, being vexed all the time being in these current events and, and looking at this stuff and then not trying, remembering, I cannot get fixated on all of this and have all this anger toward these current events and these, these people. Because we battle not against flesh and blood. 
it's devils and demons that are behind all of this fallen angels and satan at the top top of the food chain <clears throat> devils demons evil entities things like that that are influencing these people to do what they're doing so that is where the true battle is <clears throat> and i just really feel if if the body of christ was doing this more that the world would be a much different place for the better a, a much different place and so here's just some Bible verses regarding this. 2 Timothy 1 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, which is a good one to remember, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, fear of the Lord is a different thing. That's good. That's something we should actually pray for. There's a lot of blessings connected with the fear of the Lord. It's the beginning of wisdom, understanding, knowledge, the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. There's there's all kinds of blessings connected but this is the fear of man the fear of situations and the fear of man bringeth a snare a snare is a trap so <clears throat> god hath not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind this is why i try to really pepper these studies with a lot of bible and, and some days i know i don't get to enough some days i have tons of bible per teaching it just kind of depends on the way it works out but um so much of the time you read these alternative reports and there's either zero bible or zero mention of god as though he doesn't exist um or there's just very little and they're not pointing you to the source of our true deliverance whether we suffer whether we're worst case scenario martyred still he is our redeemer you know our the bible talks about the kinsman redeemer and the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the First and the Last, Jesus Christ. Okay, so that's where we have to look to, the author and finisher of our faith. Because even if you die absent from the body, is to be present with the Lord. So, uh, <clears throat> Ephesians 6.10 through 12 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So that's something you should really be doing at least once a day. I find myself sometimes doing it several occasions. Uh, <clears throat> for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And these are these are basically, in this regard, these are, I believe, essentially fallen angels. I mean, Satan being at the top of the food chain. Satan was actually a fallen cherubim, though. He's not a fallen angel. He's an angelic being, but he's not an angel. He's a cherubim. He was the anointed cherub that covereth. Is how the Bible refers to him, I believe, in Ezekiel. And so, <clears throat> when they say he's an angel, no, he's not one of the normal angels. He was of a higher angelic order, of, of really the highest angelic order. Okay, a, a cherubim and a standard angel, too, they're, they're different. Okay, and you, you, you can look that up in the Bible and see, you know, they're, they're, they're very different. So, <clears throat> we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And then it goes on to go into the, the, all the implements of the, of the armor of God, which I've got into a lot of time, and you could, you could read the rest of that chapter um, <clears throat> and un understand why those are all important things there. 2 Corinthians 10.3 through, how many verses do we go here? 6, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, meaning fleshly, carnal, which is basically what that word means, flesh. Like if you ever had chili con carne, carnal, that means chili with meat. It's the flesh. That's kind of a crude example, but that's what the word carnal, where we drive these things from. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So this is talking about pulling down the strongholds of Satan through God as a born-again Bible-believing Christian, <clears throat> casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth, exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. So this is, sounds like something that um, we're supposed to be doing, pulling down strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. Well, that would be anything of an evil nature really 
and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So a lot of this is dependent upon us bringing our, our bringing our own thoughts into captivity. You know, uh, putting on the mind of Christ and casting down imaginations. And so a lot of it is is dependent upon our walk with the Lord, our ability to do these things. Is what I'm saying. Or you, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to. Um, uh, cast down every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God if if you're living in sin, if there is a big uh, division between you and God. The Bible talks about your iniquities have separated from you and your God. Okay, so that's something that you have to bear in mind about this. And again, that was the, the whole thing on uh, Biblical Keys to Answer Prayer, that teaching I did was one of the ones I talked about, that, that type of stuff that can hinder prayers. Okay, so, and then the next verse, and having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So, again, you can only have a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So if you're obedient to God, then you can war. But you, you're not going to be able to engage in, in warfare. And I, again, I speak this as much to myself as I would anyone else. Okay, um, because the Lord knows I'm not perfect. But when our obedience is fulfilled, and when we cast down our own imaginations and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, then we can cast down everything, high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And we can go and, and we can be mighty through the pulling down of strongholds through God. And then we can have a readiness to revenge all disobedience because that's all you see is disobedience to God. When you look around, you see all this wickedness thriving and growing. <clears throat> and it's, you know, listen, it's a godly attribute. Um, righteous indignation is a godly attribute. And um, I'm not saying we take vengeance because the Bible says vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. <clears throat> but through our prayers, through our weapons that God's given us, through the full armor of God and the sword of the spirit, which is the only offensive weapon in the arsenal of the full armor of God, through like the sword of the spirit and in calling upon angels and the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit and these types of things, we can wage war against the wicked one. And we need to be in, I really believe in that mindset to a certain extent. I understand not everybody's called for maybe going out and literally engaging evil, but everybody can pray. <clears throat> You know, and the Bible talks about the, there's the body of Christ and can, you know, the finger say to the eye, depart of me, I have no need. No, they all have different functions and they're all just as important. And not everybody has the same exact function. There's some people that are really geared toward intercession. Um, <clears throat> particularly women seem to have that calling more than men. And, and I, I literally do not have time to spend, you know, that type of, of ministry and prayer every, I mean, I'm doing, I'm, when you're manning all aspects of the ministry that I pretty much do, I'm talking day-to-day -day stuff. It's not like I, have, like I haven't had help, but it's very, very tough for me to, to also then devote. But see, that's the thing. That's why some are intercessors, some are teachers, some are pastors, some are evangelists. Some have the gift, gift of helps and these types of things. So we're part of the body of Christ. Everybody has a different uh, function not to say that there's not overlapping functions because we're all called to pray obviously and we're, we're uh, all called to read the, the word of god we're all called to to really i i believe fight wickedness on one level or another um to show the love of christ and things of this nature <clears throat> so going further first john 3 8 the purpose for this purpose the son of god was manifested Okay, this is really important, this verse. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Well, we're to be followers of Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. He's our example. He's our prime. Well, it said for this purpose, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. And I think that that is a awesome, awesome purpose to have in life.
<clears throat> and again, the weapons of a warfare are not carnal, but mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. Okay, so I'm not talking about going around blowing up buildings and stuff like that, killing people. I'm just saying that that you do you wage war through as a Christian through these means that I'm I'm kind of giving you today, and, and I'm just touching on it. I'm not this isn't any kind of exhaustive study here. Um, but I really believe in the days and times we're moving into as overtly wicked as it is getting. We really need to wrap our head around these verses. And 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 if if you don't have them all committed to memory, print these out, at least these ones. I mean, this is just a small study. Print them out. Have them some with you. Put them in your Bible with you. Carry them, carry them with you. Maybe maybe print a um a copy for every one of the Bibles you have. Maybe carry it in your wallet. You know, because you don't know when you might find yourself, you know, this thing goes hot with, with Jade Helm or we have some type of terrorist attack and, and, and you're separated from your family or whatever. These are really good verses to, to key on because we're in warfare right now, but it's going to, it's going to get most likely exponentially worse in the days and times ahead. I don't mean to be Johnny Raincloud, but I'm just kind of stating facts over here. The, the, you look at the Bible, and you look at the, you know, the coming Antichrist and false prophet, and going into the tribulation, and all of the mark of the beast, and all the garbage that goes along with that. Well, things are going to have to worsen. <clears throat> Luke ten seventeen, and the seventy returned again with joy, saying, "Lord, these are the disciples talking to Jesus." Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Okay? So now we still have we have that same power to appropriate. The Holy Spirit hadn't hadn't even descended on Pentecost yet. This is before Jesus this is when Jesus was still on the earth. So if they had it then, before the Holy Spirit had had descended through Pentecost, well we we sure have that now as born-again Bible-believing Christians with the Holy Spirit indwelling in you, okay? But you got to believe that, <laughs> you know? Uh, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's faith. And that's why when you take up the shield of faith, um, wherewith you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Well, he's, he's not, it's not like you're going to wage war and he's not going to try to fire back. Well, what's, the, what's your primary defensive mechanism? I would probably say if you only had one piece of armor as far as defensive goes, it would be the shield of faith. Wherewith you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, Ephesians 6, which we just read some of the verses. Now, granted, all the armor of God is super important. But that one, it goes into more depth, and so much of the Bible seems to come back to faith, which is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So that's how you build faith. And also having your t faith tested builds it. Going through trials, going through, that builds it too. Because when you see God um, deliver you from a situation, it builds your faith. That shield gets bigger. I literally believe this. You know? And our only offensive weapon is, is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And that's why I think quoting Scripture regarding this type of stuff is so powerful. And, and believing what you're doing here. Um, so, it says, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And, and he, meaning Jesus, said unto them, I, be, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And this is when... Satan actually fell. This was the whatever moment that he fell. Jesus was there to witness that. Um, and then he says to, to the disciples, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. And I, I really believe in this regard. We're dealing with, 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 I mean, granted, true, he could give you power to deal with any earthly thing, but also primarily spiritual because what were they talking about? What, what, what set the context for this conversation? Well, when they said, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. So that was the context of this verse. And so I think the serpents and scorpions are primarily of a, of a um, <clears throat> evil entity type nature that we're dealing with here. And over all the power of the enemy, he said over all the power of the enemy. 
and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's all the power of the enemy. That would include fallen angels. I mean, you gotta, I mean, I, I think to have the faith to believe you could literally deal with Satan if you had to. I mean, if you weren't presumptuous and God put you in that position. Remember, it's not him. It's, it's not you who Satan would be fighting. I'm talking worst case scenario. It would be the Holy Spirit that lives inside you. And potentially his holy angelic host encamping around about you. And the blood of Jesus Christ. And these things. That's how you have to look at it. It's not you. Do, if you think you're going to battle and you're going to be, you know, Mr. Big and Bad or, or Mrs. Big and Bad against the... Uh, women t tend to not have that mindset so much. Men have more of that kind of that warrior mentality. And, and you think you're going to do it in and of yourself. Oh, man, you're, you got, you're in for a rude awakening. You know, I, I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. You know, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Um, God said, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Nope. <laughs> Call upon me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Th those are other verses, kind of faith building verses. But you, you can't ever get to the point where you think that, you know, you're going to go out in and of yourself, any part of your flesh, and literally do battle. Um... Our confidence needs to be in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's that's the key, that that faith issue there. Um, <clears throat> so he says, I'll just repeat the last line. Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not. So this because I think if you started rejoicing in it there would be a tendency to get proud about it. Which is, whenever you start operating and you start seeing this kind of stuff happen, like you're literally going out and confronting evil, I think my personal opinion based on, um, I think people that get into ministry or people that start, I think the biggest thing they have to guard against is pride. And when that pride starts coming in, it blinds you, and you start getting off track, and you start getting off left field chasing fly balls. I've seen it happen over and over again to people. That pride blinds them, and they start thinking they have some kind of connection with God nobody else has got on the planet. And, you know, no man shall glory in the presence of God. I mean, it's not like you're going to go there and... and, and uh, usurp God just got to really guard against that and the, the opposite of pride is humility so if you struggle with that at all pray for humility of course if you pray for it <laughs> that's that's not one that's typically if he gives it to you it's typically not that fun to go through um, but hey if you need it you need it okay and I'm not saying we all don't need humility you know to a certain extent it's, it's something that that you could be you know be good with one day and then the next day something happens and, and you might want to really get puffed up and god has to chasten you but whom the lord loveth he also chasteneth and if you you be without chastisement then you're bastards meaning if you can just live the life of a of a so-called born-again bible-believing christian and kind of live in wickedness and have no consciousness about it conscience about it and, and seemingly get away with it with no seeming consequences, well, then you're a bastard. You're not one of his children. Because he's going to chasten, he's going to chasten his own children. Chasten means basically to discipline, punish. So that's a sign you're, you're a saved believer. Chastisement. Um, so anyway, let's go further. Notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven yeah amen to that <laughs> amen um <clears throat> isaiah 59 19 so so they shall fear the name of the lord from the west and his glory from the rising sun man i like the sound of that if, if, if the whole planet feared God, do you know how much better this planet would be? But feared the, the God of heaven, not Allah, the moon God, 
or some other fake pagan deity that's trying to pose as God. So they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit, capital S, so this be Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Like a standard like they, they raise up in battle. That's a really good one to commit to memory. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. <clears throat> you quote these things. Um, I like to keep the Bible in one part of my house playing 24-7. Seven days a week. And I'll be honest, these, these, um, uh, and I know that's a bad thing to say when I say I'll be honest. Like, well, am I not honest the other times? I'm, you catch yourself saying this stuff. When I did research on this stuff, on the CD players, I couldn't hardly find, because they're not making them hardly anymore they're, they're, if they make them they're, they're el cheapos or you got to buy one that's whatever and these uh the ones that i end up getting i'm pretty sure it was sony you can find them i found some on on ebay um because it was the only place i could find it and i i researched what is the most reliable cd players and you had to buy them used and, and they might be but I, I bought like three or four and i've had one down uh, where where I've got a CD plan, Revelation, because that's the one book they really don't like to be reminded of, Devils. I play it 24-7 in the house at all times. And um, I, I truly think that that matters, because it's, it's literally the sword of the Spirit playing 24-7 in your house. And um, the Bible talks about the, the, the word of the Lord will not return unto him void, and, and just having that go on. In your house, uh, I believe is very, very important, or or something if you can do, or you have that as an option, I would highly recommend to do it. Uh, so it's the Sony CD players. You can buy them, I believe, used on um, on uh, eBay. Uh, at least I was able to find some, and then I just tucked I tucked a couple away in case that one breaks down because I was going through these things. You know, if like I went to uh, Big Lots, I bought one of these Memorex ones. And I mean, sometimes it lasts for a week. Sometimes it lasts for six months. Or maybe a year max. And they were breaking down. This, These things, they're just so much. And the thing is, is again, they're just not making CD players anymore. Because they're, they're not. Um, and I wasn't really able to find anything where I could play like an MP3 in a continuous loop over and over. That would be a really good thing to have. Like a little speaker, a little speaker with an MP3 thing and you could have like the Bible or part of the Bible on a continuous loop and you could take that with you. You go you go to um, one of these cursed places where there's, you know, wickedness or whatever. Have that playing in your car. Um, take it with you. You know, if, if you have to, you know, if you're getting out of your car and you're in your and you can take it with you or wherever you might end up being, you know, just one of the weapons. And, and again, it's the sword of the spirit, which, which is what I'm in reference to here. So it, that can make a tremendous difference. Well, anyway, we just tried to check and, and it's kind of vague, the, the marking on the, on the, the Sony, but it's a Sony and you would want to get a, an older CD player on the Sony. And I think that's about the most reliable one. Now I could be, there could be something I don't even know about. I'm talking about something that's going to be halfway economical to buy and has a very, very, very good track record for reliability. And that would be the older Sony CD players. And some of these, I mean, I think I was able to find like three. I felt very fortunate I was able to find them. And um, you can play that. Now, also, what I also did while I was checking on that, I had Taylor check on that. Um, I put some other teachings up here that kind of relate to this, the biblical keys to answer prayer. Okay. Uh, man, that was all the way back in 06. I'm, um, 2006. Yeah. And then also one I forgot to mention that I do mention quite a bit is the imprecatory prayer, which is a pr protection. Not only are you asking God to judge wickedness, Okay, but also it's a it's a protective prayer, particularly Psalm 64, God's judgment on wickedness and a Christian's door of hope. 
Um, that's super, super important, that one. So I put that one in there. And also the teaching I did on overcoming, protection, meekness, answered prayer, faith, and fear of the Lord. So a lot of the subjects I just talked about, I've done whole studies on. There's a two-part there. And I also put the PDFs up for them as well. So uh, that would probably keep you busy for a while, just listening to those. And, and, and really, this is this subject is really more important than the, the day-to-day the day current events I study because we want to make sure that when whatever happens, whatever we, we end up facing, we want to have the right biblical reaction to whatever is coming at us and um so anyway i put that in there so now let's go ahead and get in just to the main part of the study for today and this shouldn't be too long of a study probably uh two parts maybe three i don't know uh this is i think this was put out by um israelnationalnews.com uh, it says, Russian interference leaves Israel no choice. Soon it will be too late if it's not already. The Obama doctrine, which is scorn your friends, reward your enemies, has finally reaped the whirlwind. Namely, Russia and its pledge to provide Iran with an array of the most advanced defense missile systems on Earth. Now, I didn't see the mainstream media pick this up, pick up on this at all. Which they really wouldn't want to. They, they would want to suppress this, particularly in America. Um, so... Russia has pledged to provide Iran with an array of the most advanced defensive missiles on Earth. This leaves Israel with no choice except to act before those missiles are deployed. Uh, Israel must act. Now, this is their opinion, this Israeli national news or whatever. This is their opinion. Um, Israel must attack to remove those nukes before it's too late. If it was difficult to successfully strike Iran's nuclear facilities today, tomorrow, thanks to these defensive missile systems that are going to be deployed uh it will be impossible so the sign so the scientific experts tell us the s-300 surface to air missile system would provide iran with an impenetrable shield if anything russia's move has clarified the situation israel's duty to defend itself has never been more urgent and an attack scaled to wipe out iran's nuclear emplacements would likewise be a favor to any number of sunni states that tremble from Iran's Shiite encroachments throughout the Arab world. At the end of the day, though, I believe Sunni, Shia, Wahhabi, whatever, they're all going to be on the same team in the end when, when the Mahdi appears, their awaited savior. So, and I understand different sects of them have different whatever interpretations of that, but I think they're all going to get on board when, when that devil makes his appearance. Anyway, read this for one newsman's heroic efforts to stop a worldwide Islamic caliphate, reminding readers that the Quran has arrived and has come to devour the Bible. Um, Jordan's King Abdullah II told Fox News, uh, Brett Baer, that somebody better do something quick, seeing Iran on the prowl throughout the Middle East and beyond. You've got to connect all these dots together. All these issues are, all these issues are areas of instability declared King Abdullah in connection to Iran's heavy footprint throughout the region. Abdullah did not directly call for help from the United States or Israel, but the hint was unmistakable. On seeking a deal to stop or stall Iran's nuclear program, America's infantile negotiators, led by John Kerry, were no match for the Aitolas. Well, the, the reality is, is they're all on the same team. They're all trying to get to the same goal, which is annihilation of Israel and then annihilation of America. John Kerry wants that. So does Obama. It's very obvious. They're all on the same team. It's all theater, what we're talking about here. So um, they're just greasing the skids for that. People like John Kerry uh, going through the motions here on these fake negotiations. And it says, these were children bargaining, bargaining with grown men. The Ayatollahs trifled with Obama's best and brightest during the negotiations and scorned them as laughable losers after the negotiations. The result was no deal at all. Iran gets to keep arming itself with no one to stop it from growing bolder. And again, America, politically, at the highest levels, is doing everything it can to make sure that happens. To make sure that Islam proliferates. And that's what this whole study we're going to be looking at today. Um, on how that is all being done and, and examples and proof of that. Uh, certainly the United States under Obama cannot be counted on to come to the rescue. This is a vacuum waiting to be filled. 
uh, enemy of Vladimir Putin who saw the perfect opening, an opening he's been waiting for along the decades to replace America as the dominant world power in the Middle East. So, meanwhile, headlines read, these are some just headlines that, that can kind of relate to this subject, top Iranian general, nuclear inspectors will not be permitted. The deputy commander of the Iranian Revolutionary, Revolutionary Guard Corps said that international inspectors would be barred from all Iranian military bases. Well, so much for these supposed negotiations. They're not going to let them see nothing or do anything. They're going to do whatever they, they, they've been saying because America's going to do nothing. The, the countries in there, they're, gonna, they're not going to do anything to uh, police any of this. You know, this is something that's very, very near and dear to Satan's heart. And they're not going to do anything to stop it. Uh, Iran, here's another headline. Iran marks Army Day. Army Day, whatever that is, with cries of death to Israel and the United States. Iran on Saturday marked Army Day with a military parade featuring a new weapon system, as well as a truck carrying a massive banner, reading, quote, death to Israel. So they've got missiles, I wonder if these were these Russian missiles, and they're having a big parade, and their main theme is death to Israel, death to the USA. So what I'm saying is that this is coming, our president, um... Our traitor-in-chief is a Muslim, and we're going to prove that today again, without a doubt. He's installed high-level, uh, radical Muslims in the highest levels of office in America. Okay, so everything, the stage is already being set, okay, for all of this, for the total annihilation of America. And, and, and I think one of the primary means for them to do this is through Islam. That'll be the excuse. But they've done everything they can do to pave the way for this, to grease the skids, and, and this is all becoming unbelievably clearer the more that I look into this. What traitorous, just unbelievably satanic behavior is emanating from the highest uh, political offices, particularly in this country. So... And they, going back to this, it says a televised broadcast of the parade was punctuated by repeated cries of death to America and death to Israel. What a fun, fun parade. You know, these, they're, they're just good people. You know, these, these radical, you know, Islam, Muslims, they're just good people. The announcer on Iranian television said during the broadcast that, quote, if Israel makes a mistake, those in Tel Aviv and Haifa will not sleep at night, not one person meaning they're going to annihilate them. Well, that's all they want to do anyway. It doesn't matter if Islam if if Israel just sat there and capitulated and they've they've given up tons of land for peace. It doesn't matter. All they do is move the rockets in closer. Okay, now I'm not saying Israel's perfect. I'm not saying that there's not Illuminati at the head of Israel or that there's not Zionistic, you know, um, Jews at the head of that regime. Okay, I'm not saying that. But the fact remains, Islam is bent on the total annihilation of Israel and America. And they make no bones about it, and they make that very clear. That is their main goal. The world has to be rid of the little Satan and the great Satan, America and Israel, in order for this Islamic caliphate, in order for Allah to whatever. Be happy, I guess. You know, he's just a tough guy to please that Allah, you know, that fallen devil moon god. Uh, another headline read, Iranian military guard rejects inspection of military sites under any new agreement with, with Obama. So they're, they're, they're not going to abide by anything. Uh, another report reads, Senator won't force Obama to certify Iran has refrained from, refrained from terrorist acts. An amendment requiring President Obama to guarantee Iran hasn't committed terrorist acts against the U.S. or U.S. citizens was voted down before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. See, they're all in it together. They're all in it to win it for Satan. Okay? They voted this down. The bipartisan bill passed unanimously with a 19-0 to 0 vote out of committee. Backdoor dealing, good old boys, good stuff. And now moves on to the Senate for a full vote. But Senator John Barrasso had offered an amendment to no avail, which would have restored the terrorism certification provision. 
previously offered by Senator Robert Mendez from the original bill. The provision would have required President Obama to certify that Iran hasn't carried out or directly supported any act of terrorism against the United States or against any U.S. citizen in the world. Well, they can't do that because obviously they have. Obviously, we're the ones that have created a lot of these offshoots of, of radical Islam, Al-Qaeda, and helping the Muslim Brotherhood, and now ISIS, we're literally arming them, we're supplying them, we're training their troops. I've went over all this in, in previous reports. Okay, We are doing this. We, that we're, we're creating literally, and I don't mean my listeners or, or just the average man, I'm talking about people in high political office like Obama and these, these people that are, are bent on, on Islam creating the order out of chaos that they want to bring to the world, the shock and awe, and I really believe it's going to hinge on, on Islam at this point, to a certain extent. Uh, they're, they're creating this environment. They're setting us up for all of this so that when they pull the trigger, all of their satanic troops are going to be in place. And Islam's not the only thing they're going to be using, but I think it's going to be one of the main, the main things. Um, so yeah, they voted that down. We don't want to hold Iran accountable at all for anything. We want to let them have whatever they want. They're above reproach and give them whatever we want, whatever they want and just don't question them. Okay. It's fine for them to scream and chant death to Israel and death, death to the USA and do all the horrific things that they and, and radical Islam and, and, you know, that's fine. That's good. Next report, State Department won't rule out $50 billion signing bonus for Iran. The insanity just keeps getting more incomprehensible. The State Department on Monday would not rule out, not rule out, giving Iran up to $50 billion of your taxpayer dollars as a so-called signing bonus. What are we, going into the NFL is this like, is Iran like a, a number one draft pick and they're going to give them a $50 million signing bonus or something? Am I missing out here? Isn't that what they give to like athletes? No, they're going to give up, they won't rule out giving Iran up to a $50 billion signing bonus for agreeing to a nuclear deal later this year. And we can see they're behaving so well right now, saying they're not going to honor anything they're not going to let anybody in there to inspect anything they're being so honorable and upright they're, i mean these are the most fork-tongued devils on the planet islam is the lionist and i know that's not very good english but fork tongue all they do is lie you know why you know why that's okay because allah was the greatest of all deceivers it says it in the quran and if he was the greatest of all deceivers and they're the followers of Allah, well, the the Quran and their other, other unholy books teach that it's fine to lie to an infidel or an unbeliever in Islam as long as it's advancing the agenda of Islam. So this is perfectly fine. They can lie to us all day long, and they haven't. They've broke. They you know they can generally mutilate their their little girls and rape little boys and do whatever pedophilic things that they want to do, have sex with farm animals like they do. They can do all that fun stuff, as, as they would think, evidently. I mean, I think it's the most disgusting thing on the planet. In the Bible, all of those things were an instant death sentence. Bestiality, pedophilia, all of that garbage, that was, it was a death sentence in the Old Testament. The Bible says those things defile the land, literally defile the land. But, you know, hey, if you're in Islam, that's fine. That's fine. I've put out a lot more reports on that lately on, on, the, on the sexual deviancy of Islam. And yet they come and they act like they're so pure and that, and that everyone else outside of their devil, black devil death cult is some kind of unclean infidel. Oh, and they don't eat pig. And they're so much better. And I look at what goes on within that death cult and it is just incomprehensible the hypocrisy that they operate in. The blindness that they operate in while they point the finger at everyone else and they've got about a billion fingers pointing back collectively at that death cult. It's just unbelievable how demon infested and possessed you would have to be to um, participate in these things. It's, it's unbelievable. So we haven't ruled out though giving Iran another 50 billion 
for agreeing to a nuclear deal. It doesn't matter, I guess, what the nuclear deal said. They're not going to honor any of it. But as long as they agree to something, even if they don't honor it, we'll, we'll still give them another 50, 50 billion. According, these are according to comments made by journalists following reports that Obama administration had formulated a plan. Now this is all, this is Obama. This is coming from the highest echelons. Obama administration formulated a plan to release tens of billions of frozen Iranian funds. Um, I think that's on top of the 50 billion. Experts have said this multi-billion dollar signing bonus option, which was first reported by the Wall Street Journal, could be the largest cash infusion to a tear-backed regime ever. Okay, this is what we want to do. We want to take the most radical, other than maybe North Korea, um, the most radical, evil, overt regime on the planet that wants to absolutely annihilate our country, all infidels everywhere. You look at all the fruit of, of this death cult raping little girls by the millions, gently mutilating them, raping anyone they would view as an infidel. The women, I mean, just look at Sweden. You know, going after the, the particularly they like blue hair, blonde eye, they, they want to just really, really defile humanity. Okay, they have this weird, sick agenda. All of the wickedness that they do, the pedophilia with little boys, the farm animals, okay, and that's that's fruit. That is that is fruit of Islam. You see every single week, week in, week out, never ending. And these are the people we want to give fifty billion dollars to, as a signing bonus, who aren't going to honor one thing in this supposed farce of an agreement that just took place under these negotiations. Seems reasonable to me, you know. Here's Satan. Here's 50 billion. I'm sure you'll do the right thing with it, right? You'll you'll play nice. They don't want them to play nice. They want them to go unchecked and unfettered and use them in order to usher in World War III and the Antichrist and the false prophet. That's why Satan is letting all of this happen. A cash release of 30 to 50 billion upon reaching a final nuclear agreement would come in addition to more than the 11 billion in unfrozen assets that Iran will already have received under an interim nuclear accord reached in 2013. Why are we giving these devils a dime is what I want to know. It's, it's, you know. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Well, I guess, you know, if it's wicked and it's evil, that's where we're going to give our money to. We're going to persecute righteousness in this country. We're going to demonize righteousness. And if it's wicked and it's evil, we're going to do it from a political standpoint. When asked to address these reports on Monday, State Department spokeswoman Marie Harf attempted to dodge the issue. Imagine that. And then accused reporters of getting spun up on the issue. Oh, thank, thank Satan that we have somebody like Marie Harf to, to set us straight because we're all just getting a little spun up on the issue. You know? Asked whether Iran could receive $50 billion on day one after the signing or verbally agreeing to a nuclear deal, this Marie Harf told reporters that she would, quote, look into it. Well, thanks, Marie. We know you're going to bat for us. You're going to look into it. Thank you. I'm sure that you're going to do a yeoman's job and you're going to really get in there and, and set the record straight and, you know, you're going to lead us, you're going to lead us to victory. I mean, just absolute insanity everywhere you look. Now, Obama is, is so overtly a Muslim, okay? I understand he's a lot of things. I'm sure he's a closet Satanist. I'm, you know, communist, socialist, whatever you want to call him. But he was raised a Muslim. And quotes by Barack Obama about Islam and Muhammad. These are, there's like 20. This, these are only the first six, okay? These are all reference quotes. There's all a link to where he said them. A lot, some of these go take you directly to White House. This one's a Washington Post. Um, there, there's ones that go directly to, like this one's whitehouse.gov press office uh, uh, release. So it comes straight from these documents, okay? 
First quote, the future must not belong, this is Obama, the future must not belong to those who slander the prophet of Islam. Washington Post. 12, 2012, uh, it looks like September 26, 2012. The future must not belong to those who insult, slander the prophet of Islam. Wow. Who else but a Muslim would say something like that? What, do you think he just likes Islam from afar? Just always really admire, admire the religion. I just can't, you know, no. He, he is a Muslim. Two, second quote. The sweetest sound I know of is the Muslim call to prayer. Well, he was raised in that. Third quote. We will convey our deep appreciation for the Islamic faith which has done so much over the centuries to shape the world, including my own country. Oh, really? It's brought so much wonderfulness here, I know. Without Islam, we would have never even been established. Declaration of Independence would have never got signed. None of that would have ever happened, obviously, because Islam is the absolute bedrock of America. Is Islam played no part in the formation of this country. In fact, I, the only dealings we even had with it was fighting it. The piracy of, of Islam, I believe in like the 1800s. I got into that in, an, in another study. They've always been devils. When, 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 you're, when the guy you're following is a pedophile, Muhammad, who married Aisha, his quote, favorite wife at the age of six, and admitted to consummating the marriage at the age of nine. When you have a pedophile, pervert, devil like that, as your main uh, deity that you worship, essentially, I mean, and Allah, well then, anything goes. Of, of course you're going to be a perverse, sick, disgusting, black devil death cult. Of, of course you're going to be that. You can only be that. A tree is known by its fruit. You know, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? What was the foundation of Islam? Well, Muhammad, who was a pedophile and a liar and a just a, a, a murderer, a devil. <laughs> I mean, you know. Four, as a student of history, this is Obama, I am also known, I also know civilization's debt to Islam. Civilization's debt to Islam. <laughs> oh my word. Wow. Yeah, we really owe Islam a debt. A debt none of us. And I'm speaking on behalf of all the listeners and the body of Christ. I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of all citizenry in the universe. There's no way we could ever repay the debt, this debt to Islam. There, there, there's no way. A, a billion lifetimes. Had we all the chance to live a billion lifetimes, we could never even scratch this, this massive debt that we owe Islam. And Allah and Muhammad, obviously, truer words have never, ever been spoken on the planet. Sorry, that was about as much sarcasm as I could possibly interject. Okay, five. Islam has a proud tradition of tolerance. <laughs> oh, my word. Islam has a proud tradition of tolerance. Tell you, every time this fork-tongued devil opens his mouth, it's just some other evil lie spewing forth that you know you, you can't even you can't even comprehend what a liar the the head liar in chief of this country is it's it's impossible sixth quote islam has always been a part of america oh please show me the history for that i and again i got into this recently in one of the studies i did this year on what a joke all of that is the only fruit Islam has ever bore, ever where it's ever been, has been evil, death, destruction, and oppression, and sexual deviancy. We're gonna really, really emphasize the sexual deviancy part because when you get into that, anything else is—it really shouldn't surprise you. Anything else is pretty much goes. I mean, if you're if you're willing to do this kind of stuff to little children, um, and to farm animals, well, hey. What, what else wouldn't you do? You know? There's nothing you wouldn't do. 
a big reason Islam is the way it is. Another one, Barack Hussein Obama said, I will stand with the Muslims. Um, note what Barack Hussein Obama said in his own words. They are from his book, his book entitled Dreams of My Father and Audacity of Hope. He writes on page 261 of the paperback edition of Audacity of Hope. Okay, um, He says, I will stand with the Muslims should the political winds shift in an ugly direction. He's creating the ugly direction. He's doing every, he's already standing with them. He's been standing with them since he's been in office. He has populated uh, high political offices, and particularly when it comes to um, security of the United States, and we're going to be looking at that in a little bit, with these perverted Muslim devils. Now, could you imagine if it really gets bad? Or when it gets bad? And these terrorist supercells, these cells that are already pre-positioned in the country and who they're letting come in right now? Can you imagine how bad it's going to get then and how much he will be standing with them? He will not be standing with any kind of law-abiding American. We are the enemy to him. From top to bottom, you would have a hard time finding anybody more wicked and more evil than Barack Hussein Obama is for this country. I, I don't. I can't even imagine. He's trying to destroy this country on so many levels. It just defies the imagination. Barack Hussein was writing about the injustices suffered by some in America. In that context, he wrote, Will injustices in America ever go away completely? No, we live in an imperfect world. Therefore, will the situation ever arise which Muslims in the United States will cry out for Barack Hussein to lean in their... That's how he referred to himself in his own autobiography. Barack Hussein. Well, so understand something. He says, will injustices in America ever completely go away? Now, you could think, well, what do you mean? Like, injustice is like what? No, he gets real specific here. When you think, well, what kind of injustices was he referring to? Well, he specifically tells you. In which Muslims in the United States will cry out for Barack Hussein to lean in their favor. That's the, that's the only injustice he cares about, evidently. He says it right there. And then he answers this and says, of course. I mean, of, of course the Muslims will cry out to Barack Hussein to lean in their favor. And will he? He couldn't say he would in this book. It would, that would be too far over the top. But hold on. He's already said that he will stand with the Muslims if the political winds, what a, that quote, I will stand with the Muslims should the political winds shift in an ugly direction. Well, he's already said he's going to stand with them. Obviously, yes. When they cry out for Barack Hussein, he's going to lean in their favor. He's already doing it. And we're going to be looking at all the things he's doing to bring Islam into this country to literally destroy it from the bottom up. Lock, stock, and barrel. I'm going to just do this last part and then end this part. Uh, better not. I'm, I'm, I'm right on the edge here. So I'm going to go ahead and end part one here and we will go to part two next and continue from there. So God bless you, and we will see you in part two. Scott Johnson's 900-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G for for truth t r u t h dot com in addition we also offer a free christian current event and health email newsletter you can sign up at contendingfortruth.com these email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists please prayerfully help us to continue this work for mail correspondence or to support this ministry our mailing address is scott johnson 3730 North Highway 16, Suite Number 211, Denver, North Carolina 28037. 
or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.